Hello, everybody. My name is Lenore Swiston, and I am the host of Civically Speaking on CFCR, Saskatoon's community radio station, 90.5 FM by the dial, cfcr.ca, if you're going online. Or just type in CFCR. That works too. <laughs> so there you go. Um, we're here on a break for the University of Saskatchewan uh, students and a lot of the academic staff as well. Um, and I thought, geez, what an awesome opportunity to touch base with a couple of students and see how things are going in the midst of this kind of COVID time. And so I've had the pleasure of getting to know two students who I'm going to introduce here shortly. Um, and we're going to just kind of peek into their world and see what they have to share with us today. So welcome to the show, Riley and Lisa. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. And they're waving. And in radio, we can't see waves, but that's what we're doing. We're all looking good. We've all got coffee in our hand. So starting, Alyssa, with you, you want to share a little bit about yourself, kind of tell us, you know, where you're from, kind of which college you're in and all that sort of stuff? Uh, hi, yeah. I am uh, a permanent resident. I was actually born on Long Island, New York, in a town called Port Jeff, Port Jefferson. I grew up in Chicago before my family emigrated to Saskatoon. My dad runs the biomedical beam line uh, at the CLS. And then I left. I'm a mature student. So I left after I graduated high school in 2008. I went to my dad's alma mater at Southwestern Oklahoma State University and then came back after that to pursue permanent residency. And now I'm back in school because why not? You've got quite the journey. And when you mean CLS, you mean the Canadian Light Source. I do, yes. Okay, just for any of those that aren't into <laughs> acronyms, I always, have to, I always have to be mindful of that. So that's great. So Riley, share a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, my name's Riley. Thanks for having me as well. I'm a fourth-year political studies student finishing my final year this year uh, in June. I'm from Prince Albert, which is just down the road an hour and a half. Um, kind of. Kind of in an interesting situation. I mean, I took a year off just before COVID and surprisingly came back in the midst of it. So it's been it's been an interesting transition and uh, I can't wait to kind of speak into it further. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for the, to both of you for joining the show. In full disclosure, we know each other. So this wasn't just a random picking. We all belong to a class, a sociology class called uh, Communities and Community Development, uh, which has been great. So you and your colleagues have been fantastic to be alongside exploring the whole notion of communities and what community development kind of means and theoretically and otherwise in the sociological context of today's world, of which one of the topics we've talked about, guys, has been COVID. And how has COVID kind of shaped the experience of being a student? So just whoever wants to start first, if you just want to dive in and kind of share a little bit of some of your thoughts, that would be awesome. You can go ahead, Riley. I always go first. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's totally fine. So the pandemic has definitely been interesting. Uh, as I mentioned that I took a year off in between studies and I came back actually at the beginning of September of 2020 in the fall term. So during the summer, that's when kind of everything first started going down. Um, we had the projected uh, numbers would go down, everything will go away. So my girlfriend and I moved to Saskatoon in August, thinking everything would be online. So, uh, or sorry, in person, I should correct myself. Yeah. So we moved, we moved in and uh, we were ready in August for everything to go on in person. And then of course it went online. So it kind of threw a curveball at us, but 
the adjustment at first was easy, but then as, as you kind of go, you kind of, you kind of get deeper and deeper into the pandemic and these lockdowns. And it was, it was kind it was, it was a tough adjustment. I mean, I can't speak for everyone. Um, can speak for myself that there was a lot of long days where it just felt like you were just molded into your couch. Um, yeah. You go from one class to the next, to the next. And even if you had um, uh, asynchronous classes or synchronous, the difference between is that you had scheduled meetings um, and time zones where you would meet with your class versus asynchronous is based all on your own. It was, it was tough to kind of gauge, uh, especially for new students, right? I've had the two years prior, so I kind of knew how to do schoolwork and get into the, the swing of the university life. Whereas there, there was some students that uh, I spoke into that had a hard time adjusting. And it was just, it was an interesting place to kind of be. Um, we're we're kind of coming onto the horizon where it, it may transition back into person. I, I can't speak to the future, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting world to be in. I don't know, Alyssa, do you have any, any thoughts? Yeah, I actually, I had a, I would say a pretty unique experience. Um, having COVID happen and kind of taking away a lot of the social obligations led to my discovery of my autism. And so my experience during COVID as a student has been phenomenal. My grades uh, went up at least 20%. Uh, I started doing a lot better because of not having to be around people, not having to be so performative all the time, uh, masking, being in the noisy university, all of these things that I didn't realize were really, really inhibiting the way that I could learn were all taken away from me. And so I thrived. All those days that everyone talked about how it was really hard not to socialize was uh, my experience during that time was all like really, really big understandings about who I was and how happy I was <laughs> not yeah. having to socialize. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. So this is really interesting. So today, what is the context of how you're a student today? Are you taking classes online mostly now? I know the university had made a change. Um, in the class that we are in, um, I asked for an accommodation to be able to teach online um, in term two. Um, not knowing what the status of the pandemic would be, but kind of guessing on what the status of the pandemic would still be a thing. And also just because of um, the scheduling that I have, it just made best sense to have it online. To be fair to students, I didn't want them jumping in and out of, of predicaments in that way. But for yourselves, what is your, what, how many classes are you taking today, if you don't mind sharing? And kind of are you in some live classrooms or not? Riley, starting with you. Yeah, I, uh, when you look at my course schedule, I've got a full course load. I got five classes and uh, I've got a little bit of everything. I've got asynchronous. A I mean, I've got synchronous and then I've got in person and kind of balancing it has been it's been an adjustment. I, I've used that word a lot so far, but it, it truly it truly is an adjustment. Um, yeah. So I take all my classes that are uh, have lectures on Thursdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays, so I can also work. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I start off with our synchronous class, and then I have two in-person classes coming back from the break. So it's yeah. going to be fun trying to rush to the university at 9.30 <laughs> in the morning so I can be ready for our class yeah. and then go into other classes. Yeah. And there's the balance of trying not to forget the online classes that don't have lectures and keeping that on, keeping on, on the front burner and maybe not on the back burner. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's like a nice juggling act. Okay, and which class is what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It. Yeah, no doubt. Melissa, what about for yourself? Yeah, I'm in three classes. Uh, this is uh my like our class is my only online class at the time yeah uh, as the time uh i am in two other classes all three are back to back so i have 10 minutes in between and the other two are in person uh so figuring out especially with our class i was trying to figure out where to take it on thursdays specifically which is when i have another in-person class right after and i lucked out by reaching out to people who are kind who booked me a a room (laughs) Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, so let, let's let's imagine this going forward. So mm-hmm. a couple of things that have been coming to mind for me is like, one, what do you think the implications of having been students in this era? Because that's fascinating to me, right? You guys are going to have an asterisk next to your degrees and all this sort of stuff. Is Hey, those are, that's that COVID pandemic generation of students in there, you know? And then secondly, it's like, what do you, what do you think about like where we're at with, with the pandemic and some of the things that we need to be considering going forward? So whoever wants to start. Go for it, Alyssa. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, when you said the asterisk next to our names, it made me laugh because I was like a good asterisk or a bad asterisk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think a good one. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers yeah, crossed. For sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's been really interesting. I mean, like I said, I have a very unique perspective and, and I know that about myself. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I certainly think that there are a lot of new skills that we're having to to get out of this that we wouldn't have had before, right? The the having to sit by yourself and do stuff all of the time can be quite a challenge for people, right? And and talk about self management or time management, you're at under unlimited amounts of having to learn that these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I forget what your your second question was. Just kind of, kind of going into the future, what do we think of what where things are going in terms of the pandemic or where you think it may need to go? Yeah, it's from, really- a, from a student's point of view and, and we're going to broaden out. So we'll, we'll take a yeah. few passes at this. Yeah, it's been kind of interesting and kind of terrifying. I had my first in-person exam the other week. And after I left, I could not believe how many students were packed into a very small room on campus I'm like I'm five foot three and I I could probably touch eight bodies from where I was sitting to take this exam and that was a bit hard to swallow (laughs) you know and I've I've heard of so many people getting sick and then you have like so you have the people who are like the numbers are rising everything is nuts why are we in person and then you have the other population that's like we got to do it eventually why not now? Like, got to yeah. get over it, that sort of thing. So yeah. I don't really know. Um, but I will say that the the switching back and forth, the the schedule changing, the just not being able to commit from the university to one way or the other in person yeah. or not has been difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, thanks for sharing, Alyssa. And I'm tuned in here with Alyssa Chapman and Riley Hawkswood, and we're uh, talking about um, university life as a student um, here at Civically Speaking on CFCR, Saskatoon's community radio station. So, Riley, your thoughts on this, kind of your experience, and then kind of thoughts moving forward in the student world and beyond. Yeah, so to talk about the asterisks that'll come with this, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't view it in a bad way. I, I take the same perspective in that, like, 
at the end of the day, I'm still going to be obtaining my degree and in a different perspective or in a different way, I still manage to put in the work to get my degree, right? Mm -hmm. Going online doesn't make it easier. It just, it shifts the, it shifts the skills you have to learn as Alyssa mentioned and yeah. it opens up a whole, a whole new door for uh, things you have to learn about yourself. And as one of them mentioned, time management was one of those for me. So yeah, it's, it, it changes the, the atmosphere changes, but the difficulty doesn't. And I don't think there's a negative asterisk on it. We'll look back maybe in the future, just to go into the few future implications and realize that we're, we're living through history right now. Right. Yeah. This, this will be yeah. talked about five, 10, 20 years from now, because yeah. everything kind of changed over the last three years. We, yeah. uh, a world change. So I think the future implications of what the pandemic did for schooling, I think maybe you'll see that classes, there's a bit bit more uh, availability for going online, right? We yeah. saw classes went online and the shift to going online isn't an easier uh, transition. It's just a different one. And yeah. so the feasibility for online classes will be, uh, I think, grown. And to kind of touch mm -hmm. on what Alyssa said as well is that we're in a weird spot at the university, right? Uh, some some classes are online, some are in person. And, and writing my midterm in person before the end of the or the start of the weeding break here was the same same situation Alyssa was in. I I could I sat right beside people yeah. and wrote my midterm as if nothing just happened over the last yeah. two years. So it was it was this weird area where you kind of think like, okay, I have to write my midterm, but on the back on the back burner you're thinking well, what's going on with, with yeah. the pandemic? Like, am I worried about getting sick? And not not that yeah. you're worried that the person beside you is sick, right? We're all yeah. university students. We're all taking the necessary precautions to come to come to class and write these midterms. But you know, there's just there's just these weird implications that come from being on person. And yeah, it's interesting. We're in an interesting time at the university right now. Yeah, we certainly <laughs> are. You know, I'd share this, Alyssa, when you just said you're five foot three, that's the one thing that I find fascinating about having, having never met you guys in person <laughs> is that, you know, you it democratizes us in a sense that we're all kind of the same dimensions on the same kind of squares on a screen, right? And so I had the really interesting um, opportunity to have an in rare, very rare in-person meeting before a kind of the holidays of the year's end and uh, met with a work colleague. And it was really funny because he said, yeah, I bet you you thought I was six feet. And he was closer to like five foot four, five foot five, my, in, in my height range of five foot five, five foot six. And I just thought that was really fascinating because you just, you have this very different democratized way of, of um, sharing with students. My own experience has been awesome. Like I really have appreciated the online experience with students and distance education has been something that's been in play and distance kind of work has been in play before the pandemic, but it's really elevated formats like what we're utilizing today in the context of Zoom um, and that the university has adopted as well. I want to go here, though, with both of you, because, you know, we've been talking about communities and that, but the community of students and student life, has there been, from your estimation, is like from student supports and what you're, what you're experiencing with, you know, from an isolated point of view and coming together is, is there things that we need to be thinking from supports that we can provide to students or things that we need to be thinking about in, in the context of moving forward around the next wave of, a, of this pandemic or another one? 
Any thoughts on that? Um, I can I can jump in. Yeah, so for sure, Riley. Student supports. Uh, I think from the university point of view, or I guess I should speak actually from the the professors I've had. In terms of student supports, they've been very very good. Like in yeah. support and understanding. Right, being a student in in general is a hard uh, is a hard thing to do some days because yeah. you have you have to balance multiple classes. You sometimes people have to work. There's there's a social life too to balance on that end too, right? You never know what's going on behind closed doors. But I found that in the pandemic, uh, during it right now, is that professors are very understanding of the hardships and things people go through throughout this. Um, I myself uh, unfortunately caught COVID during this term where things went online and I found that my professors were very understanding and very caring and yeah. uh, hoping and understanding that I may fall behind just because I have to miss in-person lectures and all these kinds of things. So from that point, the student support for me is there uh, through peers too. Of course, you're going to have support through your peers um, yeah. in terms of sharing notes. I've had that, that rise as well. Yeah. But yeah. That, that's just my point of view. What do you think, Alyssa? Yeah, I think that, you know, in some ways, like even if you talk about like Zoom and the little boxes we're in, it, it kind of it's a bit of an equalizer in some senses. Right. And 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 COVID in, in some ways between like a student and a professor, like our relationships are a bit more equalized in that everyone struggles sometimes. When when COVID first happened, I had a prof who fell really behind and hadn't made it midterm the day the midterm was supposed to happen and all these things. And it, it forced the these some professors that I knew to sit in a point, you know, instead of uh, instead of a powerful position to be like, hey, guys, I'm really struggling and I'm just not meeting the bar that we all expected me to meet. And this is where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And so have some patience. And I think that in some ways, though, that has been really nice. Um, my experience during COVID, I actually was in a car accident in July and I had a concussion. So last semester, <laughs> on top of like dealing with my my autism the diagnosis. Now I have a concussion and I really had to kind of sit in my, my tough spot and reach out to props and say like, this is what's going on. This is where I'm at. I'm really struggling. I don't know if I'm going to make it through this semester. I don't know if I'm going to be able to catch up. Like, what can I do? What can we do? And, and I think that learning how to advocate for yourself, especially if you're at home and you're not you know, some people really depend on a physical proximity for community. Some people yeah. really get, you know, feel that when they're in the Place Real and they're close to like psychological supports or academic advisors, you know, but being at home means you really have to step up and learn how to yeah. advocate for yourself and ask for what you need. And then we, oftentimes what you find is that everyone's having a hard time and we're all willing to help. Yeah. 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 Well, it sounds like really good experiences, which is great, you know, and, and nice to hear too, you know, let's, let's, let's dive a little deeper here, guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is, what does this mean in terms of kind of the future, you know, as a student, does this change the way, do you think there's some long range changes that this can maybe help to shape, you know, not just the University of Saskatchewan, where we're talking about today, but universities as a whole, you know, in terms of distance learning or anything else, what, what's some thoughts that you have there? Mm -hmm. Riley. 
Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think we were constantly looking at this question when we realized how long is this pandemic? I mean, I, can't, I hate to roll around and revolve around the pandemic, but that's, yeah. that's the way it's going, right? You, yeah. the, you see the atmosphere shift. And as long as this pandemic keeps going, we're going to have to keep going through the what ifs and the hypotheticals of what this yeah. means now and what this means for the future. Uh, I'd like to touch on what Alyssa said again. Yeah. Um, I think I think there's going to be a further root or there's going to be a rooted meaning and understanding of professors and students going through things together, right? Mm -hmm. This isn't just a single hardship that a student's going through by themselves, right? This is something that the university, the professors, all students, this is something we're all living together. It's a shared experience. So in that sense, I think, I think there's going to be a rooted relationship between university professors and the institution and students and understanding that there is, it's, it's okay to go through these things and that we're in it together rather than you're just a number in a system. Yeah. And I, I think that's a good thing moving forward uh, because not all students like to work on their own. They like to feel the environment and the community mm-hmm. around them, as Alyssa mentioned, and some don't, but this opens up the door for everyone to thrive and mm-hmm. understand and recognize each other and work with each other mm-hmm. throughout university. Uh, yeah. What do you, what do you think, Alyssa? Yeah, I think that there is a possibility for quite a bit of a shakeup with how university and university classes are presented. I'm well aware that the people that I'm saying that to are two people that both run a class and participate in a class that's not, you know, a co-learning experience and not just, you know, here's my lecture, pump out these definitions sort of thing. And I think that that can be quite a good thing you know we 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 know we're well aware that people learn in so many different ways we're well aware of cultural differences and like traditional knowledge or or the valuation of different kinds of knowledge all of those things and I think that this kind of allowed you know when you take away all of the like the structure on which the university sits and you give it back to the professors and say oh here's here's an online platform good luck teaching your class it yeah. it forces it forces everyone to take a step back and really think about okay now that that's all been taken away from me where do i want this to go forward how do yeah. i want this to go forward you know and 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 I hope, I hope that one of the things that comes out of this is more accessibility. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I myself am a mature student. I live with a partner who have, we have his son half of the time. Yeah. Being online has really allowed us the ability for me to still excel in school when, when other things are calling me, when I have mm-hmm. other responsibilities. And, and I know I've heard a lot of the, some, some similar sentiments or the same sentiments from other people who have children at home or other things, you know, who are now caregivers because of the implications of the pandemic for family members. And so I would hope that this would allow us some more accessibility so that more people can learn, especially in a world where uh, an high education is. Yeah, sure. Yeah, really good points. I really appreciate that. Riley, building on that. Yeah. So just quickly, I just want to point out, yeah, based on what Alyssa said, is that I think we see both students and professors leaning on each other in these experiences as well. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's easier. It's not as easy as walking into a classroom or a lecture theater, putting your slides on the board and going from there. Right. Yeah. Students, students and professors really have to engage with each other. Yeah. And they lean on each other to help each other throughout this. Right. Yeah. Uh, new experience for everyone allows for a lot of a lot more collaboration. And yeah. 
and almost in the sense of better community or a better yeah. university experience. Mind. Yeah. yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, this is kind of there's silver linings in anything, right? And for me, community community development and co learning, you know, is just something that's to the heart of what I believe in. And so this has really given an, an opportunity to to provide to provide that space to do that. Melissa, to your point as well, it democratizes education in the sense, so long as you have the access to begin to it, and that's the thing is I hope this opens the door to further access by people in terms of means, right, and resources, because I think that we've just, you know, this can bring up a universality discussion as well around education and post-secondary in a Canadian context, because you know, I appreciate the ability for us to be able to welcome anybody who has the opportunity, you know, who has the who has the desire and want and also the need to be able to have this. So, guys, we're coming into the last minute here, if you can believe it. So just in the last minute, minute and a half here, just your thoughts on where you think we're going overall as a community and kind of where you see yourself. Um, let's say five years down the road. What's the conversation we're having, guys? When we meet again, when we put in our calendars and five years from now, <laughs> Alyssa, Riley, and Lenore get together, what are we doing? And you got 30 seconds, no pressure. <laughs> Go ahead, Riley. Oh, wow. Okay. The closer. Uh, 30, <laughs> five years from now, I'll think about, hey, do you remember that reading week where we discussed how the <laughs> pandemic was and how living in one was? I think, I think the discourse will be shifted to how life is after and how yeah. things have changed, right? Yeah. Look at five years ago to, to now, we're, we're comparing, we're calling it pre-COVID. Yeah. We're talking about all oh, the norms and the values before then, you know, it was, yeah. it, you can shake people's hands, you can hug them when you meet them. We're yeah. going to be talking post-COVID about the new social interactions and what stemmed from this. And I think it'll yeah. be an interesting place we're in. Uh, saved 10 seconds for Alyssa. How do you want to? <laughs> yeah, thanks, Riley. Alyssa, <laughs> 10 seconds to you. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like, you know, in other generations, we maybe would have had a war. <laughs> and this is not quite the same, but it's very similar. So yeah. I'm fingers crossed, hoping we have a boom. <laughs> yeah, okay. So the boom, the boom after this, right? Well, I appreciate 20s. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, and that's that's exactly what I've been saying to you, 21st century roaring 20s. So thanks, Alyssa Chapman, Riley Hawksworth. You've been on Civically Speaking. I'm your host, Lenora Swister. And it's just been a pleasure and an honor to have both of you as guests on the show. Folks, support community radio wherever you are in your community. They are all over the world. Find them, tune into them, support them, and uh, support shows like this and fantastic guests like I've had today. Take care, everyone. Be safe. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Really appreciated having Riley and Alyssa on the show. It is exactly guests like that that make Civically Speaking possible on radio stations like um, CFCR, community radio stations. So please be sure to support um, stations like CFCR in your own communities, wherever you're tuning in uh, to radio. And also um, be sure to think about becoming your own host of shows like this. There is a call out by CFCR to host shows. Um, and so do consider being a host and at the very least become a member of your community radio station in your uh, community. Take care, everybody. It was a pleasure having Riley and Alyssa on and stay tuned for guests upcoming. We are going to be going around the world um, and tuning in with planners and other professionals, as well as uh, tuning into local news in Saskatoon and otherwise. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.